0: So Pete, what are we talking about today?
1: Kev, have you ever thought about doing this podcast on cocaine? Wait, you aren't? Wait, what? Welcome to Fearless Films. Fearless Films is a podcast where a horror movie buff, that's me, breaks down scary movies for the scaredy cats. hey yo! So they don't have to watch the movie.
0: But we're not going to watch a movie. We're just going to do coke, apparently.
1: That's how this movie was made.
0: Hey, I remember now, because you said cocaine. This is all Stephen King, right?
1: It is. In fact, we're capping off our block of Stephen King. This is the last one for a while, and it's Which a is, doozy. I'm sure
0: what they did. <laughs> I'm sure what they said after they worked with
1: Stephen King. <laughs> so not only are we talking about a movie that's based on the writings of Stephen King... This is the one and only movie that was ever directed by Stephen King.
0: So, the thing I love about this movie is the trailer I watched for this movie. Oh no. Because <laughs> Stephen King is like, they, they were like, let's put Stephen King front and center for this movie. And he was like, the one talking throughout the movie. And he's like, I'm scaring the hell out of you on this one.
1: Oh, is that the one where he's just like, hi, I'm Stephen King. And he's yes, like, he i like, introduces. Stephen <laughs> King.
0: I do a lot of horror, but they've been doing wicked movies off my stories for a long time. And I thought, <laughs> if you want something done right,
1: do it yourself. Oh, man, He was so enthusiastic back then. That's what we'll call it, enthusiastic.
0: Uh, I just don't understand. Like, how does cocaine make you not remember huge swaths of your life? I didn't think it was that kind of drug.
1: I think it's the mix of the alcoholism too. Mm, Yeah, Yeah. that
0: makes more sense. Hey, should we tell them what we're talking about? Or
1: yes, we're of course talking about the 1986 film Maximum Overdrive, based on is as old as me. It's yes, it is. It's based on the Stephen King short story Trucks, and it's about (laughs) all the machinery on Earth coming to life and attacking humans. And it was Shyamalan do this. No, that was just the Earth itself attacking humans. It wasn't even attacking humans, it was just making humans kill themselves.
0: Right, sorry, forgot. Right.
1: And this movie was the sole directorial effort of Stephen King himself in the height of his cocaine addiction, so it gets real weird.
0: (laughs) I can't believe he directed this. Like, I never thought of him as a director.
1: I mean... When asked why he hasn't directed a movie since Maximum Overdrive, his go-to response is, just watch Maximum Overdrive. <laughs> He's a man uh, who knows his limits. He tried a thing once, didn't really work out, and he accepted that and moved on with his life.
0: I just want to rewind a little bit, because you know how I feel about names of things, right, Pete?
1: Yes. So Maximum Overdrive, pretty pretty
0: great pretty great movie title honestly like when it comes to like an 80s action-y type movie maximum Overdrive oh, yeah. kind of works what did you say the story was based off called trucks just
1: trucks trucks which of course you know hollywood studios know that that's people are gonna think it's a kid's movie it's just called trucks
0: have you ever thought that maybe stephen king isn't that creative
1: <laughs> just in the titles
0: yeah, yeah. It's very obvious when he gets to the titles that he he does not care. He,
1: well, it's a killer dog named Cujo. What should we call it? Cujo? This one, I just give up. It's called It. It's just It. <laughs>
0: <laughs> what is it? I don't know. Read the book. Why do you want the t- title to tell you what it is? Read the fucking book.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so this, I mean, this is billed as a comedy horror film on Wikipedia, which is just wrong. Uh, you know I mean,
0: I guess if anything is bad enough, it yeah, becomes a comedy.
1: I guess. I would more describe this as an action uh, horror film, but, like, it, I suppose it has funny moments in it, but I don't think they're intentional.
0: <laughs> is it a horror movie, though, Pete?
1: Yes. People, people die, people are killed, there is a violent threat against human life.
0: Okay, you just described Endgame.
1: I mean, I'm, it's also supernatural, so yeah. It, maybe it is a lot like Endgame, Kev. You think of that?
0: I don't know. Did a lot of trucks... Actually, should we go with Terminator instead? I think that's more thematic.
1: Yeah, but <laughs> instead of walking human-shaped machines, it's just anything... Trucks. I mean, that's the thing. In the movie, it's anything that could be considered a machine, which is really silly at certain points, because... The things people get killed by are just sort of like, "What is that? No, no, brave little toaster, no." no. But why? <laughs> and I mean, on top of all that, this movie was a starring vehicle for '80s Emilio Estevez. <laughs> so, uh, starring
0: vehicle. Listen, uh-huh.
1: Uh-huh. I said it. I accept it. I'm moving on with my life.
0: Uh Emilio. All
1: right, hey, uh... tell me
0: about this movie. I'm gonna put quotes around movie.
1: Yeah, that's a not a bad idea. You ready for this, Kev? Here we go. Yep. So of course we open with a silly cheesy like opening title card that basically says a comet is passing by Earth and it's like <laughs>
0: it's, the going to change. It's cosmic
1: <laughs> it's cosmic radiation is going to like fall into the atmosphere <laughs> oh, and God. things could happen.
0: I I don't understand. I think Stephen King is popular because he writes a lot. I'm going to go on a limb and say that. (laughs) People might get mad at me, but from what I've heard of his storylines, I think he just has quantity on his side.
1: (laughs) I mean, yeah, this is not indicative of quality work. Uh, Basically, (laughs) it really just starts right off the bat. The opening credits are playing, and you're seeing, like, a Small town in North Carolina. Uh, it says it's Wilmington, North Carolina, and people are just going about their day doing their thing when all of a sudden machinery starts going haywire. And that includes things like an ATM insults a customer, which is Stephen King in a cameo. It, it's like, it, it's set like this on the screen, the words just flash like get bent, asshole, or something like that. What? And then like weird little things keep happening like that. And it all leads up to a a uh, what do they call a, a bridge that opens up um there's a word for it but you know what i'm talking about
0: no i have no idea what a bridge opens up great you now the traffic can flow freely
1: you know the bridges that go up and down when a boat has to go through over, uh, on a river yes a, a dr- i want to say a, draw a drawbridge bridge, but that's on a yeah. castle but either way, one of those bridges just starts going up when there's a bunch of cars on it, and they all fall over and pile up on each other, and it's bad.
0: That's hilarious. It, I mean... I'm sorry, that's very sad.
1: <laughs> so this is just... We get a nice little opening preamble of weird shit happening, and then we meet the our heroes and the main location of the action of this movie, which is the Dixie Boy truck stop. Okay. Mm-hmm. And we've got Emilio Estevez, who's our main character, Bill, and he's a he's an ex-con who's just trying to get his life back together, and he's working for this terrible shithead who owns the truck stop. This guy okay. This guy's name is Bubba Hendershot. Nice! But the weird That's a name. The weird thing is that he calls everyone Bubba what? in the worst Southern accent I have ever heard. Like the man eternally has a cigar in his mouth and he's just like, I tell you what, Bubba, this ain't a place for you, and it's just ridiculous. <laughs> and it's every every person he addresses, he calls Bubba. I cool. don't get it.
0: <laughs> but like uh, if I was just like, hey, Kevin, and you're like, no, that's my, that's your name. What?
1: Yeah, pretty much. That's what it feels like. And then there's like an assorted grouping. There's like truckers hanging out there. There's like a, a lady who works as a waitress. Um... There's a couple of guys who work the gas pumps and stuff and our mechanics. Just a smattering of people. Names aren't important, definitely not important. Don't worry about names.
0: <laughs> but Emilio's important.
1: And at one point, one of the the gas pumper guys, he he gets blinded when like the 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 gas pump isn't working and he like fucking sticks it in his face to look down the tube and it what? shoots gasoline in his eyes.
0: Okay, well, that's stingy, but it doesn't exactly blind you. I
1: mean, you should see a doctor. <laughs> and then after that, an electric knife turns on by itself, fucking vibrates its way across a counter, and cuts the waitress on the arm. Because, okay, you know...
0: That's a, I mean, that's it's really trying hard for that blood.
1: That's, you get your first taste of, okay, the machines are performing a little bit outside of their physical scope. <laughs>
0: Listen, it's a movie. It'd be very hard for them to, like... I would say it would be incredibly difficult for the people to put themselves in situations where it can actually be threatened by machinery on a regular basis.
1: (laughs) And then it gets absolutely ridiculous and throws any idea of, like, rules out the window when there's a little arcade room attached to this establishment and there's a guy in there... And he thinks he's getting lucky because the arcade machines start spitting out, like, prizes and money and coins and shit. So he's just loading his pockets up. But then he just touches the side of one of the arcade machines and it electrocutes him to death.
0: That's how those work. I
1: Anything don't. With
0: electricity can just shoot. If you're plugged in, you can just electrify anything by channeling it through your your body apparently
1: yes the wooden paneling of an arcade machine is very conductive that's what i'm told <laughs> so yeah weird shit's happening there meanwhile we cut back into the town and we see a little league game going on and uh one of these kids becomes a main character uh this this kid named deke and like things go wrong in, in, and <laughs> yeah i know sorry Things go wrong in his side of town when a vending machine kills his coach by machine gunning cans out the fucking little <laughs> dispenser.
0: What is this movie?
1: Which, once again, I don't think that's how they work. I think the cans just fall into that you slot.
0: literally don't... It, the, the technology is not there to be able to propel these cans out.
1: Yeah. Major so he...
0: rewiring and reworking needs to be done for that to happen. <laughs>
1: So the the kid, you know, just runs because he's at least competent. And he gets on his bike and just starts escaping through town and seeing other signs of mayhem and shit going on. The worst instance in this entire movie of, of like, wait, how? Is he sees a woman dead, like, like half just falling out of the window of her house with the cord of her hair dryer wrapped around her throat.
0: Um... And I'm like, no,
1: that woman was murdered by her husband. That had nothing to do (laughs) with the machine. This is an unrelated
0: storyline that Stephen King worked out because there was a disgruntled family over there whose husband and wife were on the outs. He loves those.
1: Yeah, there's no way that fucking hairdryer wrapped its own cord around her throat. I don't
0: know if you know anything about machines, but the plugs aren't prehensile, so... (laughs)
1: Um, cutting away from the kid, we're then introduced to another couple of characters. There's a lot of fucking people in this movie, Kev. Um, this newly married couple, Connie and Kurt, are driving.
0: they're on the outs. No, well... 20 pages of
1: fighting. Kind of. Um, it's not so much that they hate each other, it's just so much that King wrote the woman character as the most shrill, annoying human being on the planet. And I once how again. How is this man married? That's like. the question. Once again, how is this man married? Th- oddly enough, this will be interesting. The woman, Connie, is played by actress Yardley Smith, who you may know is the voice of Lisa Simpson.
0: What? Wow. Yes. That's, a, that's a changed.
1: And now I want you to understand, Kev, that is her voice. Like when she's playing Lisa Simpson, she, that's just what she sounds like.
0: Oh, really? So, she's not doing a
1: voice? No. So picture that voice. With a bad southern accent and mm. screaming mm. for an entire 98-minute film.
0: I don't love this.
1: Because I'm not exaggerating. I paid attention on this rewatch. Every single scene she's in, she screams at least once or twice.
0: I am so glad that you had to watch this movie and I didn't.
1: <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, it's It's rough. It's rough. <laughs> But uh, so they're they're stopping at a a gas station and nobody's there. They can't find any help when all of a sudden a tow truck tries to run them over. They manage to get out of the way and they escape in their car and they eventually make their way to the Dixie boy truck stop and end up, you know, in there with all the other people wondering what the fuck is going on around here. Uh, meanwhile, it cuts back to Deke. He's riding through town. People are getting killed by all sorts of things. Blah, 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 blah. An ice cream truck tries to hunt him down, but he evades it. Like, literally, he fucking, like, he rides his bike off the road and hides in some bushes until it disappears. I'm like, you could have just, like, got off your bike. You didn't have to drag it into the ditch with you. Like, it wasn't going to be, like, a bike. Who's cream trucks Who's are here? not
0: exactly ATVs over here.
1: Yeah. And then, like, so the real like, villain, I guess, of the movie now shows up, where there's one particular truck that shows up at the truck stop, and it is a giant 18-wheeler that's apparently in the employ of, a like, a toy company, because that's what's the logo on the, the, the fucking cab or whatever. But here's the interesting thing they did to make this truck unique. To really make you know that it's from a toy company, there's a big, like, plastic face on the front of the truck... And it's the face of the Green Goblin from Spider-Man.
0: Why? And also, how did they do that copyright rise?
1: I don't know. I'm really, I'm curious. I guess they just did. I don't know. But yeah, there's just a big old fucking Green Goblin face. It like covers the whole front of the truck's like grill. Like it's huge. And it, it. I mean, it works in that like it gives the truck a bit of a personality. And you're like, oh, that's the real bad one because it's got an evil face on it. But yeah, that <laughs> we truck... gotta be able to tell. We gotta be able to tell. That truck shows up with a couple of other trucks, and they basically just start, like, hanging out, slowly circling the truck stop. Um, oh, and around the time they show up, the last person in our gigantic cast shows up, the last two people. A woman...
0: They've introduced too many people and not killed enough.
1: Oh, Come we'll on. get there, we'll get there. A woman who... Honestly, I, I think they say her name once in the entire movie. I do not remember what it is. And her only purpose in the movie is to be Emilio Estevez's love interest. <laughs> She's a hitchhiker who picked up a ride with this dude who's an obnoxious uh, Bible salesman. And the dude's just an absolute scumbag. Like, they have wrote him to just be like, this is the man you want to die.
0: <laughs> Horror movies love doing that.
1: And, like, shortly after they arrive at the truck stop, the trucks just run over his car for no reason. And then when he, like, runs out, to because he thinks it's, like, a person, they fucking slam his ass, like, straight into a ditch that's next to the truck stop. And it's like, oh, okay, so this is, we're all gonna die now. And at that point, the trucks just start circling the truck stop like sharks, and everyone's pretty much trapped inside.
0: Guys, they're trucks. They're 18-wheelers. Like, they don't, just build a little hill. Like that's
1: it. They're wheels. They've got wheels. And here's the annoying part about all this, Kev. You know how I mentioned the... Uh, like, so a few people showed up via car, and the married couple included. Their car, n- at no point in the movie, comes to life.
0: No, no, it's, it likes them. It, it treated <laughs> the, the car treated them... Sorry, they treated the car well, so it's nice to them, you know, it's a... Just be nice to your appliances, kids.
1: If that's what you want to go with, Kev, that's what we'll go with. All right? I'm <laughs> I'm with you. <ya. laughs> Everyone's trapped inside. They're thinking of how to either escape or deal with the situation. When <laughs> fucking at one point, Bubba comes walking outside with a goddamn rocket launcher and blows up <laughs> one of the trucks.
0: All right. I mean, if we had rocket, lo- I didn't know we had, those were an option. I didn't. If, if rocket ro- launches are here, then we, yeah, let's, this movie's a lot easier now. It's, it's,
1: he just fucking blows up on the trucks and then, so all the other trucks kind of like give some distance to the truck stop and they're like, all right, no, well, we'll, we'll Oh, hey, we can, hey, I'm sorry. We'll be over man. here, I, no I, I no didn't worries. know, well, what, it's fine, we can go somewhere else. <laughs> and he goes back inside and Emilio's just like, you had weaponry this whole time, where the hell is it? And he's like, oh, it's not for you to know, ex con like he's really like high and mighty about how this dude's an ex-convict and he's just like... Basically enslaving him, he, like, forces... He only hires people who've been in prison, apparently, and he forces them to work extra hours for no pay. And he's like, if you don't, I'm gonna say you violated your parole. Whatever. But so, like, uh, like Emilio easily figures out where this dude has a stash. It's in the basement of this small truck stop. It's not like there's a lot of places he can hide it.
0: I mean, how did he not figure it out beforehand, I
1: guess? Yeah, apparently he'd never been in the basement of this place before, somehow. Even though he kind of lives there? Because there's multiple scenes where he, like, Emilio and the love interest retreat to this bedroom that he has in the truck stop. Weird. All I, right. This movie doesn't make a lot of sense. No. But so, yeah, he goes downstairs and starts grabbing guns, and Bubba's like, you think I'm going to let you leave with these guns, Bubba? And that's just <laughs> what he sounds like. And, of course, like, is just like, bro, I'm literally holding a gun right now. How do you think you're going to stop me and just walks past him?
0: <laughs> I mean, I guess that's
1: a fair point. So unbeknownst to all those people at some point the kid makes it to the truck stop but he can't get close because of the truck so he's hiding in the aforementioned ditch that the bible salesman had got launched into yeah but
0: that's because ditches and small ridges can stop these things because they're on wheels
1: exactly they don't want to get stuck in them
0: (laughs) wheels do not make an apex predator
1: (laughs) that is a quote for the episode (laughs) But um, at nighttime, they they later on, by their surprise, they hear the Bible salesman moaning in pain. And they're like, oh, shit, he's still alive. And so they're like, we got to save him. And so Emilio's is just like, oh, I know how we can get to him. And it's like, it. he then unlays a plan where you're like, why didn't we just use this plan to escape at any point in the day? Because they they run over to this, like, separate building that has bathrooms in it. And there is a fucking sewer grate in that ro- that building that leads into like the drainage tunnel that leads to that ditch. What? And I'm like, why aren't they just leaving through this thing? Yeah, but where would they go, Pete? All
0: of society is covered in evil trucks.
1: Well, I mean, the surrounding woods would probably be a good start, you know. Woods,
0: another thing that is an anathema to things on
1: wheels. Yeah. But so they they crawl, like, Emilio and the, the newlywed husband, they crawl through this tunnel, get covered in shit, they get to the drainage ditch and they save the kid and like the Bible salesman grabs the kid and he tries to like like he's like, help me or I'll call for help and get us all killed. Because they just had to make him the most evil person ever, even like on his deathbed. Um but they Did like Stephen
0: King have a bad run in with Bible salesman at some bad,
1: point? I guess. I don't know. But they like get the kid away from the dude. They retreat into the tunnel before the trucks can like figure out what they're doing. Um, I believe actually what happens is, like, one of the trucks, like, suicides itself into the, like, the tunnel opening. So they can't use it anymore, but, like, one of the trucks is dead now, so hooray, it kind of evens Easy. out. All
0: right, that right, we've got two trucks down. Yeah. <laughs> ditch and rocket launcher.
1: <laughs> All right, so they're stuck there. Uh, the next day, the the stakes raise a little bit when a bulldozer shows up. And starts, like, just knocking any remaining cars out of the way with, once again, once again why aren't the cars alive?
0: Cars are, too, cars are like the cattle of this universe. <laughs> they're, they're too dumb to be able to be angry at their captors.
1: Uh, well, I don't know, because what arrives alongside the big bulldozer is a, a, little, a military jeep with an M60 attached to it, which has the ability to swivel itself on its own stand
0: nice so the That's mili- how machinery works because that was a an electronic m60 stand you know of
1: course yeah it has you know its own mechanisms on the inside that allow it to swivel not just a swingy bit <laughs> but of course the military jeep then starts beeping to them in morse code which the kid is like an eagle scout or something so it's like i know what morse code is
0: oh this is bullshit
1: yep And it translates to uh, feed us fuel and you will get to live or some shit like that. And to prove its point, like the M60 shows that it's capable of firing on its own. So it's like, you will help us or we're just going to kill you all. So Bubba isn't too happy about this. and He's like, fuck them. We can deal with this. So he grabs his rocket launcher again, blows up the bulldozer. I think especially because he was mad it destroyed his car in particular and How of many course,
0: rockets does this guy have? Also, oh he's got like, like a
1: million.
0: <laughs> then why haven't they just been picking them off this whole time?
1: I don't know, but then the so the machine gun makes good on its promise and just starts unloading into the building, killing Hendershot, the waitress lady, and a few other random truckers.
0: No, not Hendershot.
1: Yeah. Oh, oh my God. The waitress lady, I do have to mention real quick, though, because she's fucking hilarious because, like, she loses it really quickly into this whole, like, siege. And she just keeps getting on this high horse of, like, they can't do this to us. We built them. And then she, like, runs outside. She's like, we made you. This is unfair." And it's like, lady, they don't care. Like, that's nope. not... We're way past this. <laughs> that's not what this is about. They're not mad they're, that they were slaves. They've been animated by cosmic radiation. Like, they don't give a fuck. They're just evil, all right? Can we just go with that? So, the survivors realize that they have to play ball if they're going to survive. So th- there's then a montage of them spending what I think is supposed to be like two days straight fueling up a like f- like an exodus of vehicles that just start showing up off the highway to the truck they stop. They have
0: rocket launchers.
1: Uh, but apparently they think it's too risky of a chance cuz like we can they take have out ditches. a couple.
0: <laughs> My car just breaks for no reason. These are not hard enemies. <laughs>
1: listen kevin we've got to have drama all right <laughs> so they're pumping they're fucking working 24 hours uh, there's no rest they have to work in shifts like because they show like their hands are all blistered and torn up and i'm like by operating the fuel pumps i don't
0: i don't know if they know this but a lot of them have that little clip where you can just press it and then it, it you don't even have to do anything after that you just wait that's what i'm saying it does, like it does it after that like or like sometimes you can wedge the fuel cap in between that if there is no clip <laughs> Yeah, uh, and it'll just stop on its own. It's actually a very simple process. Also, people do this for their jobs. It's not that harrowing. I mean like it's <laughs> probably an I'm not saying that it's an easy job, but I'm saying like it's not going to kill you. This this is not as evil or dramatic or as suspenseful as you're trying to make it seem movie. <laughs> <laughs> this is like somebody being like And then he had to sit at a computer and look at spreadsheets, and it drove him mad. I'm like, no, I mean, yeah, it drives people mad, but, like, they do it all the time, too.
1: (laughs) So, anyway, they go through a whole montage of this nonsense, and then they, like, they start, like, all right, we gotta plan a way to escape. And Emilio's like, I know there's an island just off the coast in which no motorized vehicles are permitted, so we can escape to that island if we can just get out of here. And I'm thinking, like... Let me guess, are they going to try to get away on a boat? Uh, better be a sailboat, buckaroo, <laughs> because fucking...
0: It doesn't matter. I mean, apparently boat, sailboats will also be like...
1: I'm going to swivel know, know, my sail like, into you. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> so, they, he starts thinking of a plan, and like during the fueling operation, this is the best scene. He's walking by, and one of the other truckers is like... Like, comes up to him and he's like, hey, just play cool. I got an idea. And the guy's like, wait, what do you mean? What are you going to do? He's like, just be cool and run when I tell you to run. And mind you, they are having this this whispered conversation right next to the machine gun jeep. What? And when I say right next to Kev, I mean he's resting his hand on it as he's telling the other guy, just be cool and run when I tell you to.
0: Machine gun jeeps are very hard of hearing. Mm. It's all the machine gunning.
1: So then what he does is he pulls a hand grenade out of his pocket. Who is this? Emilio. Okay. He pulls the pin, drops it in the Jeep, and he slaps the M60 so it starts spinning around, and then they both run for it. Oh, man. (laughs) Which I'm like... It can control its own swiveling. Why can't it stop itself from spinning?
0: It's... but I mean, you can control your own walking, but if I push
1: you, you fall over, Pete. I guess that's a fair point, Kev. You've really (laughs) made this movie make sense to me.
0: Oh, please don't say that.
1: So, of course, the the jeep gets blown up from the hand grenade. Uh, Um,
0: We... Quick, quick aside, we couldn't blow it up earlier with the fucking rocket launcher?
1: No, they had to save that for the escape. So everyone else has been gathering up weapons and supplies. They all make a run for it, fire a couple rockets to cover themselves, but of course, like, they run, and the rest of the trucks just smash through the building and destroy it, as we all knew they were capable of. I mean, it's even funny, too, because earlier in the movie... Some, like, two people are talking, like, why don't you think they just come in here and run us over? And, and one person's like, well, you know, if they bust through the building, they'll just fall through into the basement and they'll, you know, kill themselves. And then at the end of the movie, when they do exactly that, they don't fall through the basement and kill themselves. But why not? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. So these fuckers flee through town. They, they get to the docks. The Green Goblin truck pursues them. Um, it kills one of them, like one of the guys who had fallen behind, and in a very anticlimactic moment, like everyone's getting hopping onto this boat, and Emilio's like, you know, I got this, and he just runs out with the rocket launcher and shoots it and kills it in one shot.
0: Oh, you mean that rocket launcher we had from the beginning? Yep. The rocket launcher I've been talking about this entire time? Yep.
1: The one I that even that. after this moment, they still have extra rockets for.
0: They have so many rockets! <laughs> They never talked about the lack of rockets. They, that was never a problem. They could have been just waging war on this entire time.
1: It's also never explained where Bubba got all these fucking weapons, but whatever. I know,
0: really? For somebody who's really down on ex-cons, I don't think that's legal armament he has.
1: <laughs> so they flee on this boat, and an epilogue title card explains that two days uh-huh. later, a UFO was destroyed by a Soviet satellite... And six days after that, the Earth passes out of the comet's tail and everything, everything goes back to normal. Is fine. Which I'm like, wait, wait, wait a second. What fucking UFO? Why aren't we talking what? about that?
0: What Soviets? Wait a minute.
1: But it's too late, the movie's over and the credits roll. The Did end. the Russians
0: win this time?
1: I mean the Russians saved the day, I guess? Maybe. Perhaps
0: oh well that was a movie was it i
1: don't know man it was something it was something kev i oh boy yeah
0: <laughs> okay um i don't think you watched this movie right
1: i've seen it many times
0: why why did you see it many times okay i have to stop i thought you watched it for this for this
1: thing Oh, no, 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 Kev. I'm actually glad you asked because this it, it, it'll make sense to you. It all plays out like a story. Mm. So this was the kind of movie that played on TV a lot when we were kids. Like, this was on the sci-fi channel all the time.
0: Is it open source? Like, is it, there's no royalties involved,
1: or? I'm betting they were pretty cheap, Kev. <laughs> but yeah, so I had watched it a lot as a horror-loving kid, I'd seen the edited for TV version many, many times. So this is the progression throughout my life. When I was a kid, I loved this movie because it had trucks and rocket launchers. And that's all you fucking needed to suck me in.
0: No, that's fine. Yeah, that's
1: true. And, you know, I didn't have the critical thinking skills to really see, like, what kind of movie this was. I was just like, shit, things are exploding. Machines are killing people. That's awesome. Then in my 20s, I would revisit this movie from time to time, and and it became like, oh, this is a bad movie, but it's so bad it's good. Like, it's over the top, and that's what makes it fun, and you laugh while you watch it. And oh my god, it's so silly, but it's great and crazy. And then when you're in your 30s, you come back to this movie again, and you're just like, oh my god. Cocaine. (laughs) This movie isn't even fun to watch for me anymore, Kev.
0: It I just, wanted to ask. That was my oh. next. Start. That was my next question about like, can you see the cocaine influence?
1: Holy shit! Can you see the cocaine influence? The characters are like all over the place. Like nothing makes sense, as we thoroughly discussed. I think the only re- redeeming part of this whole movie is that the the soundtrack is done entirely by ACDC because King asked them, and they were big fans of his.
0: See, that was my next question, because uh, in going through the reviews that I do for these movies, one of them said the only good point about this movie is it sort of revived ACDC.
1: Yes. And it's all very, like, the music fits, and it's very appropriate, and it gets you pumped. And then whatever's happening on screen just kills that feeling right away. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, like, just every, like, there's barely any likable or developed characters Yardley Smith is screaming, is screeching the entire time and yelling at her husband for every reason imaginable. The love interest for Emilio Estevez, like I said, I don't remember her name. She had no personality traits, and she was literally there just for him to mac on. Like, she doesn't do anything. I just, oh, gosh. But how was young Emilio? I mean, he's great. He always is. You can't mess with Amelia. <laughs> he's over like he's trying too hard for this movie. Like he's trying real hard to be like the brooding handsome leading man who's like, "Yeah, I have a I have a, a a bad past and I you know, I'm a bad boy, but I'm trying to get by in life and the man won't let me." And it's like, "Dude, that's not the movie. For, like calm down. Just you're at an 11. I need you at like a 3." That's all this movie goes.
0: I need to showcase this.
1: That's kind of, yeah, like he's trying way too hard for a movie that is not there with him. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, I, uh, it's been a journey my whole life with this film, and, uh, sometimes I wish I could, I could love it again, but, you know, it's, I I can't. I, I, I can think too much now to to ever love this movie.
0: (laughs) Can I just say how personally disappointing disappointed in you I am
1: why is that
0: because you you have said that this this th- nothing about this movie is good and you've been like yeah I've watched this a whole bunch of times
1: <laughs> it's waned over the years Kev I thought I made that clear <laughs> The most amount of times I watched it was when I was a kid, not as an adult. I
0: mean, I guess that's fine, but even on TV, there are better movies to watch.
1: Do you do you want to know how bad this movie is, Kev? H- how bad is this movie? I mean, and also, side info, you want to know how bad I am? I own this movie on a special edition anniversary oh Blu-ray, God, but that's not the worst part. Included in this Blu-ray is a commentary track. Now, the commentary track does not feature Stephen King. It does not feature any of the actors in the movie. It does not okay. feature any of the producers of the movie. The commentary track Who's is left? done by... Huh? Who's left? Yeah. The commentary track is done by Jonah Ray and one of his friends. Who is Jonah Ray, you, may, you might ask? Yeah. Jonah Ray is a writer and a comedian who's most well known for being in that revival season of Mystery Science Theater. He was the human sitting in the theater with the robots.
0: Why does he have anything to do? Why?
1: They had him do the commentary because there was no one else, Kev. They're like, let's just get a funny person to talk about this movie while people watch it. Oh my god. That is the legacy of Maximum Overdrive. They're like, let's just get a couple of comedians to do the commentary track, because we got nothing else.
0: All right. Do you want to know how well this movie did critically?
1: I am going to go out on a limb, Kev, and say not.
0: It didn't do awesome, I would say.
1: I feel like you're understating this.
0: Uh, all right. F- Tomato meter, how, what percentage would you guess?
1: Uh, critics, this is going to be, it, I'm going to guess if they're feeling nice, it's like 23%. Yeah,
0: you are way too optimistic here. Oh,
1: no. <laughs> 15. Ooh, 15%. Now, so,
0: what do you think uh, the audience gave?
1: I'm like? going to guess, though, because this is a horror movie, the audience has it rated higher. Am I correct?
0: Yes, it is. I don't know why. Is it
1: much higher?
0: Actually, it is more than double. Really? Yeah, it is a 50%. Wow. I think there's a lot of children, child age Pete's out there.
1: I think think it's a lot of people who loved it as a kid like me, but have not actually rewatched it in a long time.
0: (laughs) I think there's so much nostalgia in the world nowadays, and that's such a strong drug that the people who watched it on TV... Even if they watch it again, there's like a filter over their brain where they're like, no, 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 this has still got redeemable value to it. Oh, boy. Some of the highlights of this review is, of these reviews, most of the characters are so annoying that you want them to die.
1: Hey, that's, yeah, I said that. This is why other people usually direct King's writing. (laughs) (laughs) Which, like I said, he holds no... Like, it's not like he feels like, you know, oh, I've only had another... No, he's like, oh, I fucked it up. I fucked up that movie hard, and I will not be doing that again. (laughs) I mean,
0: in all honesty, though, like, what... Direct... Like, uh, you know, if... Spielberg grabbed this movie. What really could he have done? I want to know.
1: <laughs> oh man.
0: I love how in in one of the the posters for it is Stephen King. Like they push the fact that this man was directing the movie so hard. There's there's a poster I'm looking at that has the that has Emilio and the 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 girl on it yeah um amelia is holding this giant gun i think it i would say it's a rocket launcher but it doesn't look like a rocket launcher oh,
1: he has like an m16 at some point it's probably that
0: yeah and then there's a whole bunch of evil looking trucks behind him behind them yeah and coming from the trucks are strings like puppet strings <laughs> and up at the top is the puppet like that cross that puppets have with Stephen King
1: holding it. Wait, so he's marionetting them? Yes. Oh my god. Oh wait, so is that okay. So Wikipedia, I think, has that as its poster image, but it like you can't blow up images on Wikipedia for some reason, so I'm like, oh, is that what that is?
0: Yeah, that's the Stephen King as puppet man like they are pushing so I mean, like, imagine if I don't know you know, the the fucking Iron Man just had
1: John Favreau, John Favreau
0: everywhere. <laughs> like that was the marketing of him driving the limousine, him <laughs> standing behind Iron Man, just John Favreau every fucking where, oh just being God. like, "Look at John Favreau's movie." <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, that I'm. I don't think that worked out for them. I, they Even... were
0: trying real hard, and I don't know why they didn't just cut this. When they saw the dailies and they're like, guys, guys, this is a mistake. Stephen King can't direct at his normal best. And right now he is coked out of his mind.
1: Yeah. Um, how did it do at the box office? I said fearfully.
0: (laughs) Uh, they spent $9 million on it.
1: Makes sense. It was just a bunch of people sitting in a gas station and a bunch of other people driving trucks around them.
0: Yep. It made almost $9 million. Oh, no. Oh, no. (laughs) It made $7.4 million worldwide. Well, that's too bad. North America, it made $3.5 million. Ooh. And after hearing about this movie, I'm surprised it made that much. I don't understand how anybody went to go see this movie.
1: I mean, you, it, that's opening weekend numbers there, Kev. <laughs> Nobody yeah, knows. I guess everybody
0: was like, oh, the Stephen King directed movie? Let's go see it. And then they're like, cool. I am never going back to the movie theater. <laughs> <laughs> you have destroyed movies for me, Stephen King.
1: Oh, boy. You know what? I got to tell you, Kev. There's one good thing that came out of this movie. Nope. No, no, there is. As I was using the Wikipedia page to just help me with my breakdown, I learned something by following links off the page. There is an Internet Movie Cars database. What? There's an entire website that's like IMDB, but you you search a movie and it gives you the details on all of the vehicles that are in that movie.
0: Why?
1: I can only imagine somebody started that website because of all of the entries in this film. Because the Wikipedia page tells you what every single goddamn vehicle is for some reason.
0: There are some people who are just obsessed with, like, normal... Like, I... There are people out there who go to, like, fancy car shows. Fine. There are people who work on their Mustang and their muscle cars. Fine. There are people who race fancy cars or put tons of money to be the next... Dom Dominic Toretto, okay. <laughs> but there are people out there who are just obsessed with cars. There was a kid in college I knew that could tell you the make and model of every car out there. And I'm not talking about Mustangs or crown vicks or you know maseratis i'm talking about like chevys
1: every single type of chevy you could find you could
0: look you could just point out a car he'd see it for an instant and he would know make and model and have a good estimate about year about the most boring ass hyundai elantras that you could (laughs) find He'd be wow. like, "Well, that's a pre 2011 Hyundai Elantra because in 2011 they they changed the body style to be a little bit more sleek, and this is more boxy." And I'm like, "Why? Why do you know this? <laughs> <laughs> what is the reason for this knowledge?"
1: Uh, everybody's got an interest, Kev.
0: And those people, to those people, I guess they have this movie car database. I guess so. Oh. <sighs> So I, what kind of car was the evil car out there?
1: Oh, the, the the Green Goblin one? Yeah. According to Wikipedia, it was a Western Star 4800.
0: Oh, wow. Okay.
1: Mm-hmm. Is that a good yeah. truck? Is that- I don't fucking know, <laughs> Kevin.
0: <laughs> I thought maybe the uh, uh, entry had like, how this rated against other cars at this point.
1: I, uh, uh. All right. That's enough. Kev? Yeah. Would you watch this movie?
0: <laughs> oh, you were oh, you were serious. Okay. Uh
1: n- no. No thanks. I wouldn't. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> if your kid all of a sudden had an obsession with trucks. Yeah, I would watch it. It was like, "Dad, movie I movie. have to watch this movie."
0: No. I would not have a that kid anymore. <laughs> That's yeah, I'd fair. i feel like,
1: "This is it. This is the this is the breaking moment." Kev, would you watch clips from this movie on YouTube?
0: I barely was able to make it through the trailer. <laughs> with Stephen King. trying. Hi, Stephen King. I'm is Stephen not King. Int- he is not an intimidating man. I just have to say, he's a writer, guys. Oh,
1: no, he's a big nerd, and it's... Oh, he's just adorable. It's evident.
0: It is evident. <laughs> um, so, no, I don't think so. Pete, who do you think should watch this movie?
1: I don't know, man. I mean, the unfortunate thing is, like, if you were trying to watch the entire library of Stephen King works, you would have to watch this movie.
0: But why would you do that? We've already been through so many of these movies, and the resounding response is, eh. So, like, why? Why?
1: All right, no, actually, Kev, I think I've got an out for people. In 1997, on the USA Network, they made a television film that... Of the original short story, Trucks, that was more close to the, the short story. So people could watch that instead.
0: Why? I, okay. Uh, did you read the, the book? Did you read the short story?
1: I've read it once because it's part of the... I think it's part of the Night Shift collection, which I know I've read.
0: Okay. Is there a, a marked difference?
1: In the short story, it's just Trucks. Okay. No, nothing else comes to well, life. It sounds
0: like most of this movie was just trucks.
1: Yeah, but they threw in some other stuff just to be like you ain't safe anywhere. Um, but y- yeah, like <laughs> it's just trucks and there it's not as like crazy and over the top. There's no fucking rocket launchers or anything like that. But the fun twist ending of the short story is the group gets rescued by a helicopter, but when they get inside they realize there's no pilot.
0: Oh no! And
1: then it and then it ends right there in a cliffhanger.
0: Stephen King loves doing that. Oh, <laughs> um, yeah,
1: yeah. Let's move on. Um, Kev, what's in a
0: name? So i I I was ready to give this movie a lot of props because you know, like I said, it's a hell of a lot better than the book or the <laughs> short story, I should say. Maximum overdrive is a lot better than... Trucks! Trucks. (laughs) However, Mm -hmm. after hearing this movie described to me, there's nothing that I could really point out as an overdrive section of it. Like, even... Like, it sounded like most normal driving. Yeah. There didn't even seem to be that much maximumness... To the driving.
1: Yeah, it's not even like these things were hitting, like, top speed at any point. There was
0: no racing. There was no, like, pushing, going pedal to the metal. It seemed like just ominous circling and then getting stuck in ditches. And then blowing up. (laughs) Like, that
1: seemed like the entire extent of this movie. Not even getting stuck in ditches. Just getting blown up. (laughs) So, I can't say that... Maximum Overdrive really works
0: as a title Uh, I will give it a 3 out of 10 because it has the word drive in it (laughs) and the cars do in fact drive
1: yeah Um, you can't deny that
0: maybe I'll give it a 4 out of 10 because Maximum Overdrive just the sentence sounds pretty badass but actually you know what I'm going to take away that 4 that point because then that leads you into a false sense of what this movie is actually like
1: Mm.
0: which is there's no no badass there's nothing even close to badass there isn't even like general neutral ass this is just boring (laughs) ass
1: Uh, they should have they should have like leaned into the like acdc and like called it hell's bells or some stupid shit like that i don't know (laughs) like anything
0: they should have not had a coked up nerd writer directed i think
1: Uh, that too
0: all right, we're done. We're done with Stephen King, and I'm, I'm great. Thankfully, I'm I'm very happy for that. I feel like in the last couple of episodes, I've learned a lot about Stephen King, and not much of it has been great. I have to I have to admit, I feel like I am getting to be less and less respectful of this man, and I feel like that's just going to make more and more people very mad at me because there seem to be a lot of people who like this man who seems to just churn out. Pretty terribly designed, boring ass, quote unquote, horror stories that seem to mostly focus around husbands and wives being complete assholes to each other and long drawn out slow burns that could be easily solved.
1: Yeah, we, I mean. Oh, also know, weird sex stuff. We really. The selection we picked was not. One of the best. We talked about it, Pete. That's like his penultimate. That was a while ago. I'm talking about this most recent section. We we went from I'm the still highs of the m-
0: it's still in there for me.
1: <laughs> we went from the highs of the mist to the lows of Children of the Corn. All right.
0: Even mist was like people are. Oh wait, wait. You're saying Children of the Corn is uh the low, not Maximum Overdrive.
1: They're pretty similar.
0: <laughs> I watched that scene, by the way, with the cross shooting off into
1: the cornfield. <laughs> Did you have a good 10 minute laugh afterwards? Dude,
0: it was. You can tell that it's just going to flop to the ground right behind where it shot up. Oh, but yeah. But they cut away before it could do that. They
1: cut real quick on that one.
0: They're like, this is the most lackluster shoot off of a cross I've ever seen. And there's not that many uh, opportunities to see shooting off crosses because that's a dumbass thing to begin with. That's not in the Bible? Not no, not oddly enough, not much. Oh wow!
1: Yeah. I thought one of the other dudes on the hill with Jesus was like launched into the air yeah, or something. Yeah, so the three a- of
0: them, they're up on the hill, and uh, one of them was like, "Oh, forgive me, I am a sinner," and Jesus is like, "Because you have repented, you'll be with me in heaven." And the other one's got the other one is like, "Ah, you're a big loser." So Jesus fucking rockets him off <laughs> into the sky.
1: <laughs> it's crazy, man. The guy's like, "Go
0: on up, you bald head," which is like a huge insult in the Bible world. So,
1: I mean, at the time, yeah, I mean, insults were different back then. Just a couple kids
0: insulted a prophet. They said, "Go on up, you bald head." He summoned two she bears and mauled forty-two of them.
1: Oh God! The funny part. The funny part is, audience, that is in the Bible.
0: That's a real story.
1: Specifically, she bears is I think the best part yeah. of that story. <laughs>
0: I also like how specific they were. They're like, we have the exact number of children that were mauled. <laughs> oh, All honey. right, I think I think we're done here. What have you learned from from talking about this movie, Pete? Uh,
1: what did I learn from Maximum Overdrive? That's a tough one, Kev. I, <laughs> I mean, I, I've it's reinforced my desire to never visit the Southern United States. Wow. Uh, <laughs> Do you think there's just a lot of rampant trucks down there, or I, mostly it was the characters that pushed put me off? Um, mm. I've learned that we should embrace the coming, you know, transition to electric vehicles because they won't be nearly as tough as these ones, and these ones weren't even that bad to deal with. They so really weren't. electric vehicles will be able to fend off with baseball bats.
0: They had a rocket launcher the entire time, Pete.
1: And got like tons of got like assault rifles and grenades. All they had to do was blow up like one truck on either direction of the road, and then they were stuck. Like, <laughs> uh, what did you learn from Maximum Overdrive, aka trucks, aka vroom vroom cocaine? <laughs> <laughs>
0: um, I've learned that if you are a popular enough writer, people will let you do whatever the fuck you want.
1: At least once, sometimes only once. (laughs) Hey, I think he stopped himself there. I think somebody
0: else would let him do that again if he asked at this point. Um, I also learned that uh, if you have a rocket launcher, you should just blow through that motherfucker as much as you can before you do anything else. Just stand on the roof of the building and take pot shots. Guys, it's not that hard.
1: Are you speaking metaphorically? Like, is this about life? Yeah, or? in
0: life, if you find yourself with a rocket launcher, and you all know what I mean by that—not a real lo- rocket launcher, but a life rocket launcher—don't <laughs> just cower. Don't just don't just talk about Bubba. Don't sneak through shit fuel-filled sewage vents. Uh, use that rocket launcher. Take that rocket launcher to the roof of your life and. And take pot shots at all the trucks that are circling your your world. Um,
1: and preventing you from achieving your dreams. Your
0: dreams and, and your goals and uh, possibly ramming into ditches and exploding. Uh, take that rocket launcher and embrace it and use those rockets.
1: And most importantly, fans, with that rocket launcher, always remember to not get too scared.